Voice Memos podcast with Jen and Myron. Hey, welcome to Voice Memos. I am Myron Clifton and my co-host is Jennifer. So Jennifer is a wonderful lady. She's originally from Wisconsin, now in California, flaming redhead with a beautiful big old dog named Mojito that I call Beast. She's a great sister, daughter, and a great friend. And uh, she is my co-host. Hey, Jennifer. Hello, hello. So nice that we're recording this because I get to save this and hear this over and over again, the compliments that you gave me. So I lied. <laughs> this is my friend and probably my bestest friend. I've known Myron over 20 years. He is a published author. He is an amazing writer, highly intelligent. And one thing that I can really tell you about him that stands out is how he raises his daughter, Leah. So, so when is the last time you've had a chocolate chip cookie? Ooh, probably last year. Last year. Last year at uh, Burger Patch. It was so good. And then I got one put into a shake. Oh, <laughs> that is next level. <laughs> Let me tell you, it was so good. And the cookie was moist and gooey. It was so good. I was about to criticize you for waiting a year to have. <laughs> but then you said, like, you had a comeback. And I asked him to put it in a shake. Wow. Now, now I feel embarrassed. I've never thought of that. Get on my level. <laughs> okay. Okay. What, what flavor shake was it? It was a vanilla and chocolate mix. <laughs> oh, my God. I fucking hate you. <laughs> Oh my God. Look, look, when I started the recording, I thought, because I was eating the chocolate chip cookie, and I thought, you know what? This hoe has not had a chocolate chip cookie in years. Like I knew that I was just going to just rail on you. <laughs> you had one, you put it in ice cream, and it was chocolate and vanilla ice cream mixed. Like, motherfucker. <laughs> Right now, I'm so looking so far down on you, I can barely see you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that thing people say, when you point your finger, three more are pointing back at you. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the little cartoon, little cartoon person turns into a jackass. Like, I'm a jackass all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, oh, my God, you thought you got me. <laughs> You know what? I was like all proud because I was eating a chocolate chip cookie, but it is a cookie that I made. However, it is from a prepaid packaged cookie dough at Papa Murphy's Pizza. So you warmed it up. <laughs> I thought I was doing something. <laughs> I don't even know if my oven, my oven just holds my pots and pans. 
Oh my God. Oh my God. I always troll my daughter because her grandmother, her mother's mother, she's a baker. And so whenever, whenever my daughter visits her grandmother, which is quite often, she, her grandmother always sends her back to give me cookies and bake things that she's made. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, almost nine years post-divorce, my former mother-in-law still sends me every holiday greeting card and birthday card. And at least maybe once or twice a month will send me some baked goods. Wow. That's, I mean, think about the respect there because you are the father of her granddaughter. Right. That is so nice, huh? Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're really, they're really lovely people. And so, so I, I got these, this cookie dough from Papa Murphy's pizza and I baked some cookies the other day. And I was like, Leah, why don't you take a couple of these to your grandma? (laughs) 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 Oh my God. She thought I was crazy. Grandma doesn't want those those little cookies. You didn't make those. Those are already made. I go, no, I baked them. Like I did the work. Oh my God. Leah's the voice of reason for you. 100%. <laughs> she really is. She would not. I put them in a little baggie. <laughs> she would not take those cookies. That is the funniest thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So, you know, speaking of like grandparents and stuff like that, my, so my nephew today, he turns 12 and I told him, Jax, I said, enjoy it. Cause it's all downhill from here. And like <laughs> <laughs> he peaks at 12. That's it. That is once it. you're that out of the preteens, once you're out of preteen, it is all downhill from there. So he and my sister, um, two things, one acknowledge that October's breast cancer month. And my sister is, uh, right now going through, uh, her recovery from some, some breast cancer surgery. So she likes to tell me the little stories, you know, that the boys, I have two nephews and Jax was in the car with her driving and they were, my sister was playing a song and she said, wow, this song reminds me of my dad. And Jax stone cold, straight face said, have I met your dad? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. His grandfather, who he's always spending time with. And Kelly, Kelly thought maybe he was joking. So she looks back and he's just looking out the window, like contemplating if he's ever met her dad. <laughs> you know what? Like, like, you don't have to say this to your sister, but since you're the auntie and me being an older man, that's because he's he's now masturbating. And that's it. <laughs> You you lose all, like boys start doing it, you lose all your mind. You don't know nothing. There you go, Kelly. There's your answer. (laughs) He didn't know his grandfather all of a sudden. That is hilarious. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, it's stuff like that that cracked me up with kids, you know, and Leah to the point of she said she's not bringing the cookies to to grandma. (laughs) Just say the funniest, the funniest stuff. So I got another little Leah story. Oh, wait, first of all, I want to acknowledge what you just said. This is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And um, I'm glad to hear and happy to hear uh, that Kelly is recovering. And I know the bit that I know about 
uh, breast cancer is early detection works, regular checkups, right? Um, and such, and that there are, there is treatment and you got to get, you got to stay on top of it. So, well, not me, but although men can't get it, but it's primarily a, a woman's disease. So I'm glad to hear that she is recovering. Yeah. And it's interesting when you think about, you know, she, of course, my family, I, I'm preventative. You know, I go to the doctor every year. I, I try to stay up to date on, I just got my two vaccines for flu and my fifth COVID. And um, I, I, I'm, I'm a proponent for just preventative. And yeah. so my sister went to get her mammogram in October of last year and no detection. And then in June, she started seeing some abnormalities and Ooh. then went in and then they found, you know, they did a biopsy and, and lo and behold, it turned, it was cancer. And what's interesting about that is that, you know, she got gene tested just to make sure it's not part of the gene so that I didn't have to, you know, think about it. So I don't have the gene as well. Cause I know I did it on 23andMe and they never detected it. Um, but Interesting that because she's always on top of, you know, her feelings and listening to her body that it, she was pretty adamant about making sure that she went and got checked. So I, I think there's a due diligence there just in general. And, you know, what's interesting is that most of the time breast cancer, based on the conversation I was in with one of her doctors, that breast cancer does not hurt. So my sister's breast actually hurt a little bit. So that triggered even more. But in general, most women don't even realize they have it because there's no pain associated with it. So my sister was in a very small oh. percentile of pain. So it's for those of you listening, if you think, you know, oh, I don't have cancer because I'm not, it doesn't hurt ever. And I'm fine. I would never rest on the, on that mindset. I would definitely get checked, um, especially if you have family history and um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm glad she's recovering. She just told me today, she took a nice little walk around the block, which is really great for her. So um it's great to have that. So I'm, I'm, as we all, I, I think the, the, the statistics are one in eight women have breast cancer. And so, wow. yeah, if you think about just eight women in your life, there's the, the math states, one of those eight is going to have breast cancer at some point. So, right. um, she's strong, she's resilient, you know, and, and of course, she is still waiting for results on lymph nodes. If it, if it um, was, if it migrated to her lymph nodes. So we're waiting for the call for the doctor for that. But right now the prognosis is really good. So awesome. Yeah. Get checked, get your boobs checked. Get, hey, get your testicles checked. All of it, colon, all of yes, it. Yes, yes. And you know, you said something that um, I never, I had never heard before that you said it doesn't hurt. I, I've never right? heard that. Wow. So that's why. Yeah. So then your point of regular checkups and and self-inspections and things that really, really matters because it doesn't for most, for the vast majority, like you said, women, it will not hurt. Yep. So he was, the doctor was really, he, he actually was a little taken back that she was saying that it hurt. He's like, wow, it's just so rare for that to be the case. So I, for those of, for those women listening and men, there's breast cancer in men too. just be super aware. And you know what, if you have health insurance, if you're privileged enough to have health insurance, utilize it, just go get checked every year. That's really good. So yeah, I'm glad to hear, hear about her um, recovery and good to hear that she's um, was able to walk around the block, like get yeah. out of bed for a moment. Cause that means that she's managing her pain. Get some vitamin D. But, yes. Very nice. Um, <clears throat> so you know, we are at, today is Thursday. It's almost the end of um, 
October, and that brings us to Halloween. Yes. So what, if you think of Halloween candies, what are your favorite Halloween candies? So not just candy in general, but if you were, if you trick-or-treated as a kid, what was the candies that, that, that you liked the most? Oh, it was probably Milky Way. Um, oh. I, I enjoyed a really good Milky Way. Uh, you know, I, I was one of those freakish kids that liked the candy corn. You know, I'm okay with candy corn too. Yeah. I, I mean, of course, you know, I don't eat anymore, but you can make a lot of that stuff to, for, for me yeah. to eat. But yeah, Milky Way, Kit Kat. Um, I hated Baby Ruth. I, I don't get the Baby Ruth, the whole. Yeah. Like, yeah, I would um, eat them just because, you know, if it was there, you're just a kid, you just eat it. But I'm not a big Baby Ruth fan. Yeah. And the Smarties, those things, I didn't like any of that type of stuff. I know you asked me what I liked, but I think oh, it was anything smart. caramel, like anything with caramel in it. <clears throat> Yeah, I like I like the camera too. I like um I mean I think my like if I list my top five, I saw I saw this floating around on social media this past week. It was like a bunch of candy in a picture, and it was like, what are your top five? Like 20 candies and <clears throat> like Halloween type candies. And you know, mine, even as a kid, like I love I love almond joy. Oh, that's good. Oh, almond um, joy? Um, Yes. Although I love a mounds too, because that dark chocolate and that coconut is delicious. But that almond joy, that little bite, those little two almonds, you know, two little pieces, I think is delicious. Now, almond joy, you know, it makes it makes some people mad to even think about almond joy. <laughs> yeah, there's they despise coconuts so bad that they're offended <laughs> that you mention almond joy. Right. So I love almond joy. Then, like you said about caramel, I mean, a Snickers is like right there. And then um, I like those little candies called Rolos. Oh, those are good too. Right? That little, just a little caramel bite. Like those things are delicious. And I think I like a Kit Kat or two. No, I think I like a Twix. The Twix has the caramel. I don't think the Kit Kat has the caramel. Either. No, Twix is good too. Just like the Milk Dud. Yeah. yeah, Milk Duds. I think I stopped eating milk does when I got fillings because those things will pull that shit right out of your tooth. <laughs> I, I ain't no doubt about it. The dentist is like, you need a root canal? Just chew on this for a minute. And like, there was not even a reason to refrigerate a milk dud. It was already hard. Like, it was, what? It's like a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. Yeah, so, like, those are my little candies. So, so you know, my kid does it. I mean, she might go trick-or-treating, but she more likes to give out candy, although it's been oh. sort of slow because of COVID. Yep. But, you know, where I live typically, so if you don't think of the COVID, you know, lockdowns, we would get maybe three, 400 kids combined. Jesus, H. Yes, just, and it would start, you know, right around dusk when the parents and grandparents are, bringing little like little tiny kids and babies and then once it got dark like i would say like eight to eight to nine thirty like that that 90 hour block would just be packed and that would be a little bit of everybody right like the little tiny tots the neighborhood kids and then just the 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 cute kids for halloween like that age like i don't know like maybe five to eight and they're just really excited and into it you know and then and then from about 8 30 to 10 
the dirty, stinky teenagers come, uh, right? <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a hoodie or, you know, you know, they're just half-assing it, which it doesn't really bother me because I was that stinky teenager too. It's just sort of funny, you know, they're just you know, deep voices or, you know, just a, a, a gaggle of giggling <laughs> girls. And they just, you know, they use their, they use their hoodie as their candy receptor or something. You're just like, hey, just take some candy. Just, you know, don't burn my house down on your way out. <laughs> don't TV me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like the, you get the really late crowd. And usually those were teenagers too, but also sometimes it's just be like the grandmothers who just, maybe the kid just begged and begged and begged to go. And they finally come out. And they're just like half asleep. The grandmothers are holding these little kids. And yeah, it's just every year. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to be this year. Well, and yeah, because of the because of the issue with uh, COVID and now people are out more. But then I heard something that they're taking candies like AKA Smarties and putting fentanyl in it. Is that an urban legend or is that true? Hell? Remember last year or remember when we were kids, it was like razor blades and stuff. It was the razor blade scare, yeah. right? Like, like who's giving away fentanyl? Like what? I, isn't it expensive? I, I, I always think that drugs are expensive. I don't really know, but I always think they're expensive. Like, and, and if they are like, who, how would you get that on? Some, I don't know. I don't know. And you know why? Why would you waste it? Because you can't even see the reaction. So you can, right. you know, most of the time, I, I think if you're one of those psychopaths that you'd want to see somebody in pain, so you don't even know where the kid lives. You don't. You're not going to get an update on your work, should we say? Right. That's some. Yeah. That that's some weird stuff, man. That that's. Although it is. I mean, if you think outside, like of our country bubble. And you think about like all the, just all the, like, if you're looking at America from the outside, you go, boy, that's a really violent place. Like, you know, we just go crazy killing people here. And then one night a year, we just say, dress up and go knock on people's doors. <laughs> I, <laughs> I wish it was candy. a one night to purge. <laughs> <laughs> it is totally like, it's not like the anti-purge. Let me just go, you know, into some neighborhood and start knocking on doors, asking for candy. It's the craziest thing. And I make sure I don't hand out candy. My, my, my shit is lo on lockdown. No lights on the TV. You're the dark low. house. Yes. Oh my God. Oh no my way. God. Jose Cuervo. So, you know, last week, sir, we were um, talking about things that we hate. Right. And yes. I, you know, one of my girlfriends, a mutual acquaintance, that you know that we worked with Danielle. You know, she always listens every Friday and then she provides her, she provided me her list. And there are so many items on there that I'm so mad that I forgot. So I'm going to save a lot of them for, uh, for our next 30 when we do 30. And I, I was thinking about outside of her list, something that I wanted to bring up today because we are going into voting, you know, it's voting mm -hmm. season and, mm -hmm. um, there, here's one thing I hate that re pertains to that is people that don't understand politics. So I mm. am not good at it. I get a lot of my, a, a lot of my insight. I, I, I reach out to you because you keep it very to the point. You, you make it so succinct and easy for me to understand. And, you know, taxes have been going up and a, a person made a comment and said, you know, I don't know when Trump was in office, I, I just know that I'm paying more in taxes right now. And what's interesting is that most people don't realize 
that their fellow buddy, you know, Trump put in a tax increase um, that increases every year, I think up until 2025, maybe 2027, that Trump put in place for all you minions that are following him and reduced the taxes for billionaires, right? And that's exactly right. Yeah, so we, I we, hate that. Yeah, we we pay we, and you know what? I mean, it's a that's a great point. He put that in place, and that he, it was like a I want to say a two trillion dollars somewhere between one point four and two trillion dollars tax break for wealthy people, and it was paid for by a tax increase by all the rest of us. So we're it, it was it's it's what's called a transfer of wealth, and and he put that in place so that our taxes would go up these like 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 whoever you're talking to was telling you or like you would just say it over the next few years in, in the event that he didn't win which he didn't those tax increases would go up with the democratic president in office so that it appears that yeah. it's him that yeah he didn't do it but the new president aka yep. you know mr biden so yep. it's in i hate the fact that people don't go and look up facts like they automatically think because a president's in office today that right. the repercussions that their previous you know we'll just say trump uh put in place was really actually impacting them so any taxes yeah. you see increased and that you continue to see increase will be because of what trump put in in 2017 it is yeah. so crazy to me right. that no matter what no matter how deliberate you are with information no matter how factual factual you are with information they will say that is not true that's their only response yes and it, it it's it's why you hear um don't just hear but you read about that your vote today is not just for your life tomorrow but your vote has ripples down through history, right? Or down through the, in the future, it ripples. All these other things will happen. And that's a, that's a great case. That's a classic case. You put in a tax, you don't pay for it at the time, but the money eventually will come out of all the rest of us. And that's why even now, you know, we have all these midterms happening and everything. And Republicans have said very loudly, very, and they're not, they're not, it's like, it's not even a secret or anything. They're saying if they take back control of the House and the Senate, they're going to cut Social Security, like think of, and Medicare, Medicare or Medicare. And think about that. So a, a retiree right now, they're like most people who receive Social Security, most, not all, but most, it's their sole source of income. Yep. And, and they paid into it in order to get that. Like it's not free money. Like, they paid into that via payroll deductions for right? 50 years on average. Yes. Yes. We didn't have a choice. Like that money was taken out because the U S government social security came about because in the pre-industrial age, old people were retiring or working until they died because they, they had no money. They had to continue working until they died. And so the government put social security in place and said, once you start working, we're going to take money out of your check and save it for you so that when you retire, you're going to have a nest egg of money that can sustain you uh, for the rest of your life. Uh, you'll get something every month. And it, and it's a beautiful system. Republicans are saying, and they've said this for, gener- for more than a generation, but they're saying very specifically right now that if they regain power, they're going to cut Social Security. And do you go, well, well, how what would happen to those seniors who depend on that? 
they're like, you know what? They 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 need to find another source of income. We're going to take that money back because gov- they're saying government spending is too high. But that's not government spending. That's giving people what they paid into government. And they're just saying it out loud. And there are people, though, uh, who vote Republican, who they only vote, Rep- I shouldn't say only, but one of the reasons they vote Republicans for the Republican Party is that the Republican Party will tell you up front the harm that they're about to do. There are people who vote for harm. And people who are voting for them, knowing that they're going to do that, they're voting to harm other people. And, and unfortunately, sometimes it's people who will be harmed who will vote Republican, even though that affects them because it's going to hurt somebody else. So it's, it, it's, you can liken it to abortion. Republicans across the country have said, and they passed laws in, I want something like 10 states or something that says abortion is illegal. Um, and there's no exceptions, not rape, not in, incest, not medical, no exceptions, period. And I was, I, I was reading a story just yesterday, this lady in Texas, she and her husband, they're, have a lot of money. They live in Austin. They're, they're pretty liberal because Austin is pretty liberal, but they voted Republican. And ladies say, I voted for President Trump. And she has, she got pregnant and she had a complication and she went to the doctor and her, her life is in danger. And, and, and she's early enough where it's not really a baby yet. It's still gestating, I guess. And the doctor said, well, you can't have an abortion. And she goes, well, this is the danger to my life. And the doctor was like, well, abortion is illegal and so in her interview she says and she's like maybe a 40 year old white woman and she's sitting there with her husband and she says yeah, i did vote for trump and they talked about banning abortion but i didn't think it would affect me Ugh. like she was okay with abortion restrictions for everybody else but she thought that her status they had money great health insurance and quite frankly because she was white that it wouldn't affect her. And so what she and her husband had to do, they had the resources, they flew out of the state of Texas to get that taken care of. Unbelievable. So I, she was okay, to go back to my original point, she was okay with those laws harming other people. And then she said, well, I didn't know, I didn't know it would really affect me. Oh what the fuck did you think that meant? It, that's, uh, that, that's, 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 yes. uh, What's the term just, for that? I mean, besides white privilege, but it, yes, um, cog- is it dissidence? Is it cognitive? It is. It is okay. cognitive. Yeah, it's just you're just outside yourself and just like, okay, well, it's not a big deal. And so you, and so back to your point about business and taxes and gas prices. You know, people say, well, I don't really care. Um, gas was lower when when Trump was president. Well, <laughs> yeah, but you know what else? Gas was lower when I was a kid, and so was the price of bread. But things change, and. <laughs> Right. And the U.S. president does not control gas prices, just like the U.S. president doesn't control the global um, finance, financial system that's causing inflation around the world. And e- economists around the world will tell you we are seeing the effects of the global pandemic. Like it, it takes time for those things to happen. Like we had that pandemic and then it's sort of under control. But the effects of that is still rippling into the future. And we're in that right now. And then you got this gigantic ass war between uh, Russia and Ukraine. And Russia is a major supplier of natural gas to Europe and other nations. 
and Ukraine is a is a major supplier of wheat to other nations. All that's disrupted. So then prices start going up all around the world. And it's like, oh my God. And so then someone sits at home and goes, but it was better under President Trump. I'm like, God damn. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's when I wish that we could all just carry water guns and just use those. <laughs> I would love that. But look, so speaking of voting and stuff, so I got my ballot in the mail. Because California is very, we're one of the states that's very good about that, right? So they sent us a ballot. And when I got my ballot that same day, I got an email and a text message saying I received my ballot. And I was like, okay, very nice. And with the ballot came an instruction book, um, a couple, a few different things, like how to mail it, um, where to drop it off, Dropbox locations, um, a booklet on every proposition, the pros and cons, everything. And then I dropped it in the mail and I haven't yet, but what California will do is we'll get, I'll get an email and a text message that has been received. And then I'll get an email and text message that it's been counted. And it's a very clean, simple process. Like I don't, I don't have to go to um, somewhere to cast my vote in person, although I could, but I don't have to, I have the option. And every voter, every registered and vote, every registered voter in California gets that. And, but that's not the same all, all over the country, which is interesting. That, you know, I, you told, I think you shared something about a woman that lived in Texas and then moved to California and she's a native Texan. And she had just made a comment about all of that information that we get in California. And I, let's be honest, when I lived in Wisconsin, I didn't vote. I lived in Wisconsin until I was 24 and mm -hmm. I didn't vote. I just didn't have the education behind myself. I didn't really even think about it. I, you know, in school, it wasn't something that was inundated in us. It just, I, I regret not having it, but you know, I can't go backwards. So I assumed living in California that everybody gets uh, an information booklet. Now this booklet is really thick. It's made out of paper. So, you know, good on the environment. We can recycle it. It's thick and it tells you about every candidate. It tells you pros and cons. It tells you about every proposition, pros and cons, like legitimately tells you the financial impact if you vote on this and, and, and what That's this not. person represents. I mean, it's incredible. And when this woman posted that she never received anything like that in Texas. I was thinking under the assumption, under my California privilege, I like to call it, is that everybody gets something like that. And I would love to know for those um, listeners that are in other states, do you get something like that? I mean, is there something that you get in the mail that gives you um, everything that you need to do, how to vote, the rules on voting, where you drop off your ballot. You can mail it, you can drop it off. I mean, there's a plethora of things that we can do here in California. I'm curious about other states. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check that out as well because I know. Post it uh, on your tweet. Like you should yeah. do a tweet. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do that because I know. I think Oregon. It was either Oregon or Washington State were the first state to. There's no in-person voting, I believe. It's all it's all it's all by mail. Everything. Like it's just just everything. Like they just said, we're gonna just revolutionize this. And so now a lot of states have um, the option, like we do, you know, mail or drop in. But there are a lot of states, and I mean, gotta be, you know, very frank, Republican-led states that 
not only are there, they restrict mail-in ballots, but since the 2020 election, there's been about 300 something laws passed in Republican led states and cities and counties to restrict access to voting. And so you go, well, how do you restrict access to voting? Well, um, they have reduced the number of drop-off locations and specifically those drop-off locations have been located in black and brown communities. They've just taken them out. So you can't drop off votes or ballots here anymore. They've taken them off college campuses um, and they've restricted. So for example, down South where most black people live because there's so few places to vote in person, there's always lines and they limit who can get a mail-in ballot. So you have to physically go. And so for the 2020 election, for example, there was 12, 14 hour lines waiting to vote for president oh. where black people live. Or black people there. So there are, so black people are, you know, very resourceful and they had something called souls to the polls that would have buses pick up black people from church and take them to vote on Sundays. They, the, those states have um, eliminated voting on Sundays. They've made it illegal to um, take groups of people to go vote. They've made it illegal to take people water who are waiting in line to vote. They've made it illegal to take them food. Like it, it's, 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 it's precision. They, uh, because college students tend to vote more liberal Democrat, they've taken um, back on drop off locations off college campuses. It's, it's, it's very, it's precision. It's make it as difficult as possible for people who, um, typically vote more Democratic than Republican, make it harder to vote. They, uh, in Florida, in Florida, Governor DeSantis sent police to arrest Black people, former felons who had voted. It was a publicity stunt. Oh. But, but they filmed it and they put up billboards where Black people live saying, if you vote illegally, you're going to go to prison and pay it like a $10,000, $20,000 fine. It's voter intimidation. And all those Black people that he had arrested on camera, Florida had passed a law that says, um, even if you were a felon, if you served your time, you can regain your right to vote. Like you've, you've done your service. So you shouldn't lose your voting for life. And Florida passed a law. It, it was contentious and it had been going on for like years. It finally passed and it went all the way to the Supreme, the U.S. Supreme Court and they upheld it that yes, you can regain your voting rights. And Florida in 2020 sent all those felons threatening letters that if they voted, they would go back to prison, even though it was made legal. Oh and, my God. And so, yeah, so then in this, in this most recent election going on in Florida, early voters, Going back to the original point, he sent police to arrest felons who had voted. And each of these felons had gotten a letter from the state saying, you are eligible to vote. Go vote. You can do this. Well, they had those, the government, DeSantis people had those letters. They, they targeted those people, went to their houses. They, they arrested a lady who was, dropping, who was coming home from picking up her kid from daycare. And they arrested her on, her on her front lawn. And even the cops were saying, we're sorry. We, we don't even know what this is about, but we have to do it. Arrested them. 
And the one guy was saying, I just got a letter telling me that it was okay to vote. But they, they put that on the news. They made a big stink about it. And the ACLU had to sue the justice. And this is like going on right now. The Justice Department had to sue. They had to get involved to help get these people and, and NAACP to get these people out of jail and find, and like within a few weeks, they were like, okay, yeah, this was a mistake. But it wasn't a mistake. It was, it was purposely designed to suppress the vote and stop people from voting. Now, when you think, you think, of, you think of every war that America has gone to in the 20th century, we've come back saying we are spreading democracy around the world. But in this country, we have targeted actions by government, right? So whether it's state, county, or um, we don't have it at the federal level for the most part, but it's mostly city, state, county that target people to not get them to vote or make it harder for them to, for them to vote. And that is, that's, it's just, it, it, it's a lot, you know, we could talk about this forever. It's a lot. And there's a lot of organizations that combat that. And so a lot of the commercials, we don't see it as much here in California because we're very proactively, let's get people to vote. Like you were saying, our California privilege, sometimes Californians don't even vote at a high rate, right? Just sort of living pretty good, generally speaking. But where indigenous people vote and where black people vote, there are, it, there are it's a battleground. It, it, is, it is a battleground and not just South, but Midwest, East. And even if you go somewhere like, um, like not so much Los Angeles, but if you can get into a few places in like Texas or so forth, they make it very difficult to vote or very threatening. And I just saw a video this morning in Arizona uh, early morning, early, early voting, people walk into the polls. There's, there's a group of uh, men, mostly men, but a few women with cameras, with all, you know, these oath keepers, these QAnon people filming people going into vote and, and taking notes, they're saying, and, and saying that they think these people are not like registered voters. They think they're mules. They think they're cheating and they're, they're doing voter intimidation right there at a polling station. Like right now, this is this is happening this morning. Wow. This morning, yep. No sheriffs are out there helping, just no nothing. Like nothing. And then, and then the news person went up to the people like, what are you doing? And then the one guy said, oh, I'm just, I'm just enjoying the sunshine. And uh. they, yeah, and they're tracking people. Like it's just, it's voter intimidation, which is illegal. But you know, it, 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 it tends to be slowly worked and fixed when it's happening to black people and brown people or indigenous people. If it starts, if and when this happens to white people, it'll get more, it'll get more national media and people will be upset and stuff. So yeah, anyway, back that was a long rant, but anyway, back to your original point. Yes, I would like to, I, I'll do that. I'm going to check on Twitter and see what other states um, do as far as um, helping and facilitating um, ease of voting. That would be ease of voting is the is the craziest thing because I just live under you know first of all we talked about Governor Newsom and yeah I mean not always perfect right and um, uh, thinking about how I just 
what he's done for California has been amazing to me. And there was a recall last year, I think. And, yeah. you know, of course, millions of dollars spent. You and I have talked about this. And I, and I, th- you know, now we come into voting and people are like, vote Newsom out. And I think to myself, same thing I told you yesterday, 71% of the votes in the recall went to Newsom. Hey, you're right. a minority. If you're anti-Newsom, you're actually a minority. A, 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 a huge, not, it's not even close. I mean, you're, you're, but you know what? It's the loudest, right? It's so the loudest. Yeah. they're the loudest trying to create some sort of, some sort of, I don't know, movement that they think that their voice is going to change the trajectory of voting for him. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's not. And, and, you know, local news needs, they need, they need viewers. So they will present you know, that person who says, oh, Newsom is, you know, off, off, awful, alongside a person that says, no, I really, I support Newsom, he's doing a good job, as if, as if those two things are equal. Because like you're saying, well, 70% of the Californians that vote, voted for him. Like, you, you could push back on that person saying he's awful. Well, but 70% of the people voted for him, right? So, or 70% of the voting population voted for him. So you're in a very small group, you know, but they don't do that. They present it as everything is equal, and it's not. It's insane. So I'm, you know, I'm pro Newsom. I will be. I think this is what this is the second term. So this is yeah. the last term, right? Yeah, this is it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I would like, I would like there to. I, I I just learned this about some states, and we don't. I don't think we have this in California. And that is, once our vote is received we should stop receiving mail and phone phone calls and text messages about candidates. Thank you so much. And those fucking pamphlets that keep coming in the mail. God, the pamphlets are the worst. (laughs) The worst. You know what? Okay, one of our local, one of our local um, elections, like for, I don't know, county supervisor, I don't know what the job was, but there's there's two people running, two Democrats running against each other. And I sort of looked at them and thought, well, I could go with either. I happen to have had two really long conversations with the lady who was running versus the guy. So I was inclined to vote for the lady. And the guy has sent those giant pamphlets um, at least two a day for the past week and a half, maybe two weeks. And that alone made me say, I will never vote for this guy. I hate this guy now. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I love when you get a response or a text message that you actually respond back with your, with all your books. <laughs> I do. I sent a, I sent, I sent a photo of me and my books, my books on, um, uh, I sent our podcast photo and I sent my blog. Like, <laughs> this is what I have. Has you know anybody responded back to you? Oh yeah, yeah, they'll totally respond. And they'll say, oh, they, oh, you know, thanks for sending that. I hope you vote for a candidate or something. Because <laughs> you know what? Like to the text banking people, I don't want to yell at them. Like they're just, they're volunteers. And okay, hey, you, thank you. Thank you for, for participating in the government. Like, I don't have a problem with that. But I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna send my stuff right back to Share this with the candidate. <laughs> Since you're soliciting, I'm going to solicit. <laughs> I'm going to do the same thing, man. <laughs> you know, funny, a man. funny, funny story. Um, so, you know, I always have dad stories in most of the time. So think of, just thinking about people that when you were talking about 
asking for stuff and, you know, sending text messages for votes and all that. So my dad is a chatty Kathy. He'll talk to people in the neighborhood you know, randomly. Um, he's one of those guys. And so the other day they get a knock on the door at around nine something at night. And the person has got their hand over the peephole, which come to find out later it, it was their neighbor. Right. So, but he thought he was pressing the doorbell by with his hand over the, with his hand over the peephole. But aside from that, so he opens up the door and he has a bag in his hand and he asks my dad, Hey, I'm going to go out of town. I'm sorry. It's so late. I was, I was wondering, I was wondering if you can get my mail and the, my dad's like, Oh, sure. And so my, the neighbor goes to hand my dad the bag and my dad's like, Oh, you didn't, you didn't have to get me anything. (laughs) (laughs) The neighbor neighbor said, "Uh, it's a bag for my mail. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. He thought he was getting a gift from the neighbor. Oh my God. (laughs) It's like, it, it was like a, a version of that going for a hug is someone's not trying to hug you. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. You know, it's those little things that you don't even, he was, so, he was so innocent about it as if, you know, listen, I'll get your mail for free. You don't have to give me a gift. And the guy's like, well, no, it's for my, it's for my mail. Oh my God. That those stories crack me up. So interesting. That's funny talking about something in the expectation. So my dad was thinking, Hey, he's asking me for something and he's giving me something for it. So it just, it it made me click telling you that. Yeah. I love your dad. Hey, um, what are you watching on TV these days? Um, okay. So, wow. The patient is almost done. So Steve Carell and the patient is unbelievable. I am enjoying, there's only one episode left and I don't know how the fuck he's going to get out of it. But, um, so that's been really good. House of the Dragon has been phenomenal. I know I talk about it every week. Season finale is next week. Um, I am watching the, I just finished the second um, reunion show, uh, episode two of the reunion of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. That is really good. Um, Salt Lake City started. So I'm really here waiting and anxious to hear what happens with Jen Shaw. Oh, Um, yes. New Amsterdam. So I love, there's a couple of TV shows on regular TV that I really enjoy, like The Resident, New Amsterdam, Grey's Anatomy, Station 19, um, The Good Doctor, uh, Chicago Med. And the other day I went to, I was like, oh, I I wonder if New Amsterdam has started. So New Amsterdam is based on, it's based on, there's some true story in it about a medical director who changes the face of the hospital to serve the poor and the needy. And it's really good. The actors are really, I really enjoy the acting. And I went to go play it on Hulu that I pay $6 a month for. And it said, this is live. You have to sign up for live TV, which is an additional $69 per month in order for me to get new fucking Amsterdam. That's crazy. Nope. So that's crazy. Got my login from my brother for Peacock and I'm all set. But I I just, I was so frustrated because I thought to myself, I already pay you for, 
you know, TV as is, and I pay for the commercials because I'm not going to pay for no ads because, you know, I can do something in between that. But to, to say, to select shows to pull and say, you need to pay to get service for this and pay another 69 bucks, bitch, I just got rid of live TV to save on my cable bill. So don't try to get, try to get more money from me. And you know what? Let's go back to the taxes that you probably aren't paying as much as I am anyways, as a corporation. So anywho, um, watching that and um let's see handmaid's tale some behind two episodes in handmaid's tale i'm kind of letting it catch up because i'm enjoying you know of course i really enjoy that show so i've got a lot on the burner right now what about you so because it's um leading to halloween i've been watching horror movies oh okay um there are a lot of really really bad horror movies out there yes I mean, just really, and I, I, let me tell you, I, I have, I have flipped through, so let me see, HBO Max, Hulu, um, Amazon Prime, uh, Paramount Plus, and then those free movie places like Tubi or something like that. Yep. And they're really, there's some really, really bad horror movies. So, however, I, I have found a, um, a couple of gems. So I talked about Hellraiser before. There's a new version of Hellraiser on Hulu, and um, that's that's pretty good. There's a um, there's an updated Scream that's on Paramount Plus, and it's a lot of the same characters, but they but it's like it's current. Like they went, okay, this happened in the past, but here are these characters. What's happening now? It's extremely violent. Like it's more violent than the other than the other screens by by far. Damn. Um, I th- there's a new movie on Amazon Prime called it's sort of for teens. I would say it's called My Best Friend Needs an Exorcist or something. So <laughs> it's sort of it's sort of cutesy. It's like it's it's like it's a brand new movie. It's an Amazon movie. It's brand new and Amazon Prime movie and it's set in the 80s and these these teenagers discover their friends these exorcisms so it's sort of funny horror but you know it's not so bad um and then i'm almost caught up so that's my horror thing right now um oh wait, there was one more uh it is i just saw the most crazy horror movie what is the name of that movie um you know i have to i have to think i, I can't it, it'll come back to me i can't think of it right now um but I am also caught up on, I'm almost caught up, not completely, on the patient. Oh, God. Right? That, sure. like, like, wait a minute, are, you're current, right? I'm current up until last week's. Yeah, so there's been nine episodes. I just finished nine when it came out on Tuesday. Okay, so I'm, I'm a couple, I think I'm on seven. Okay. And it's, it's bonkers. Like the setup, I think we said this for our audience. Uh, Michael, uh, come on, Michael Scott. His name is not Michael Scott. That was his name on the office. That guy, Steve Carell. <laughs> Steve Carell <laughs> is a psychiatrist who is kidnapped by a killer because the killer wants psychiatrist. He wants a therapist. So, and that's he's the patient. So that, or that's the setup. So it's it, and they're only like 30, 40 minute episodes. They're very, very good. Oh my god! Um, so going back to the horror, there's a movie on there's a movie on Paramount Plus called. The Orphan, First Kill. <laughs> so, right, it's part two because the original Orphan movie came out, I don't know, maybe, 
I don't know, five, six years ago. It's about this family that adopts this girl from like some European nation or something. And she just, she's like a homicidal killer. She's like just a murderer. So this next movie. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> so it's the same person who played the orphan, but it's obvious this lady is about 30 years old. Like she's not a kid. <laughs> and this family, and the mother is Julia Stiles, like the actor Julia Stiles. Oh, I, wow. I may have told you this before, but but it's like you, the viewer, can see this is the old lady. This is not a little, this is not like a 12-year-old. She's gonna be like 12 years old. And <laughs> the, the the angles of the camera, you know, so they saw the mother looking down on this this kid. And this kid it just starts killing everybody. <laughs> and it's it's bonkers. And there's just there's a moment when the mother, like this is not a spoiler, because this movie is it's schlocky, but it is it is entertaining. The mother discovers that she is in fact not a 12-year-old child. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> And she and she starts screaming at her, calls her a dwarf. <laughs> I don't even know. I didn't, like I can't even describe this movie. And then it, and she's all mad and screaming, calls her a dwarf. The lady's attacking her. So I'm not gonna spoil the rest, but it is it is hilarious. And <laughs> I went online because I wanted to see. I went to the movie page. I wanted to see like what is the deal with this because. There's no way they, they didn't know that this was not going to be funny. And there's some photos from the set. And because I was wondering how, these camera angles. But what they did was, because this lady is just a, a regular adult woman. And some of the set photos they show, Julia Stiles and the other adults are either standing on the box. So they look really tall. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, the lady is on her knees. <laughs> wow oh lordy so do you i heard that there's a poor show out there you know i I think i'm gonna have to check nope i feel like that's on on one of those channels now but um that the horror film called smile yes yes i hear that's that's a real i i heard that it's wrecked some people that are good horror aficionados that love a good horror movie Yes, yes. And I'm waiting for the price to go down on Amazon. How <laughs> <laughs> much is it? 19 bucks? I think it's last I checked, it was still $19. And that's just, yeah. you know what? No, I'm, I'm not paying into inflation like that. Yeah. But when it gets down to like five, you know, $5.99 or something like that. Um, that's where you draw the line. <laughs> yes, like forget that. So I, I, I did just watch, um, I mean, my daughter watched the original. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I remember and, you telling us about that. Yes, yes. So, so this weekend we're supposed to watch. We watched the original, which is really good, and the follow-up was really bad. But we're supposed to watch the. Um, there was a recent remake, so we're supposed to watch that. And we have watched the original Freddy, a Nightmare on Elm Street. That I was telling you it had Johnny Depp in it, and we're supposed to watch the next one, the next one of that as well. So. There's that. And then I don't know if you were watching She-Hulk, but that finished. And it was so, the finale was so good. It was. I heard so the opposite. I heard people say that 
ending the show like they did was the worst ending. Don't believe it. Okay. Don't believe it. It was it was perfection. And what's funny is I, I know some of the fans didn't like it, but if 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 you read her comics, you know, because she's been around since the 80s or something, maybe the late 70s or something. If you if you ever read her comics, now not when she would team up with the Avengers or all these other groups, or just her standalone comic, the series, that's what it was based on. And the finale was absolute perfection. Wow. Okay. It was perfection. Okay, so wait a minute. One more back to horror. Um, Disney Plus also did a uh, a Marvel. They did a, a movie, a special movie, on a very obscure Marvel character, uh, a werewolf. There's a werewolf in the Marvel universe, and they did a movie on it. It's called uh, Werewolf by Night, and they did it in the style of a 19 like 50s horror horror movie or something. So it's mostly in black and white. It's sort of campy. And there's really no big special effects, you know? So the werewolf is just, you know, a guy that's a werewolf. And it's it's really good. Like, it's really good. And for, I'm thinking like your nephews is perfect for their age. So what's the what's the character's name? Um, I don't remember. Oh, it's not Wolverine? Remember. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's like a werewolf, like from the old 50s, like an actual werewolf. Oh, and, yes. And so he comes to this place where all these monster hunters gather because this key monster hunter has died. And now they all try to figure out their hierarchy and it all goes bananas. And it's just very good. It reminds you of like watching creature features as a kid. Wow. Where, okay. Yeah. It's really good. It's really done. It's like a, um, homage they call it to those old-timey horror movies that even as a kid they weren't really scary to us but they were really good you know so it's like that but it's really good for like i would say 10 to 16 year old kids it's really good well okay that's good and that's on disney plus that's on disney plus yeah yeah um and are you so okay you're you're not on the you're almost done with the patient and you're not watching the house of the dragon I am. I forgot about that. Yes. This last, so I'm current on the House of Dragon. Eliana and I, that last episode was fantastic. Fantastic. And I'm telling you, if the king, whoever that actor is who played the king, and this isn't a shock to everybody, the king has to die in order for, you know, things to progress. So the episode eight in which he died and the makeup and the acting and just the visual representation of how he looked, he better get nominated for an Emmy or something. I mean, he was, he was was really good. Oh my God. The way he walked, the way he talked. I mean, it was so good. And this last episode, I, I have not been disappointed. I am not when I watch Game of Thrones, I could sort of um, put it on pause and kind of do yeah. things. This one, I am enthralled the entire time, although I'm still watching it in the dark, you know. Yeah, it is in the dark, and I I, I absolutely hate it, and I want to, you know, hit the director upside the head, you know, for that decision. Um, but yeah, this last episode, I agree with you, that, that guy that plays the king, I mean, he has a really good story arc. Like, they tell us, you know, he's the king during a time of peace, but everything is, like, just going batshit crazy and he really you know he sticks by his daughter as you know best he can he's doing all the right things but you know shit is just happening all around him and he's doing his best to contain it but yeah you're right I mean we know he has to die and he tried I mean that guy tried hard god it was so good it was so right? good I just 
I, I'm commending the people. I think they also did Game of Thrones. I'm just commending how they uh, they navigated this season. And I did not know that um, Renea, the queen that is supposed to be the queen, um, she is where I should say she's not. She is non-binary, so she goes as they them. I think. Okay. Uh, so then is, you. So then you would say they go as they. They go as they. Okay. Thank yes. you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, she is the she. okay they are yeah. god thank you for that they are the one that are on tiktok and there's a voiceover that says what's your drink of choice and she says a negroni uh with a little prosecco that is her actually being interviewed that is they being interviewed by who plays the queen on Game of Thrones. And that voiceover has been used on so many TikTok. What? I did not know that. That's funny. I did not know that because she's being interviewed or they's being interviewed, being asked just personal questions. And the queen says, what's your drink of choice? And they say, a Negroni with a Prosecco. And and the queen, I don't know her actor's, her actual Mm -hmm. real name. And she says, Blended or stunning or something like that. That is a voiceover on TikTok. And I know people say I'm too old to be on TikTok, but oh my God, I love it. TikTok is very TikTok is very entertaining. Entertaining. It's like watching a show yourself, watching a show. It is. And you know what? I'm telling you, um, scrolling on TikTok, you enter a time warp because in what seems like 10 minutes, but it's actually an hour, the little person comes on and say, hey, hey, slow down. You've been there for an hour. <laughs> I'm like, you don't know my life. It is. <laughs> I'm like, mind oh. your business, TikTok. I'm just getting started. <laughs> Turn that algorithm. And you know what? The algorithm is, I, I can't even believe how precise it is. You know, you, you watch- know what? So, so I saw TikTok today, I, and it's sort of hard to describe to people if you don't watch, uh, scroll TikTok, but a lady that a lady does a video and let me wrap, oh, okay, let's wrap it up. And she's on a train and she goes, Hey, you know, I was going to make this TikTok video. She's on the train, you know, and I, I started to use this sound. And then the lady next to me said, hey, that's my that's my sound. That's me. And so she turns the camera and it was the lady in the sound. Like it was. What? Her, yeah. Just like you were talking about the Game of Thrones person. It's the same. It, it was that lady. And she makes the, she says the sound out loud and they just have a little moment. That's it. That, that's the whole thing. It was just a random people on a train. <laughs> I'm telling you, TikTok will find it literally. I, of course, I look at dogs and stuff like that, and you know, funny, uh, maybe some makeup tutorial stuff. And I am always on the liberal side of TikTok, so I get to see people yeah. that are on that have the sort of the same value system as I have. I can't even imagine what the dark side of TikTok looks like. Right, I, I, and I, yeah, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to know. However. Maybe for in our upcoming shows, before we, before we podcast, we'll go take a look at the dark side of TikTok and see what we see what we find. That'd be good. <laughs> Just to or be someone, messy. And someone out there that is opposite of what we are, as far as being liberal or if you're super conservative, if you have any videos to share with us, uh, you know, find us on our social media pages, Jen Van Lan and Veg. Um, and or big button a smile on TikTok. So send me a TikTok and let me know what the conservative video looks like. And um, Myron, where can they send them to you? Either on Twitter at Myron J. Clifton or my Amazon page, it was my name. Um, Facebook, 
or Instagram at Myron Clifton or Dear Dean. You know what? And a radar show, share it, give us feedback, uh, what have you. And I blog at Medium and DearDean.com. So we're out there and we love to hear from you. And um, Jen, I think this is episode 27. 27 and we need to record we are we are all aware that we need to record a new opening one because yes. my beloved mojito is no yes. longer on the planet although he's in my heart my mind all the yes. time we will do a better um intro for all of you by the next week so that it can be new and exciting and myron can say some other fun things yes and i and i was i was waiting for you to be ready for that like i wasn't going to rush that the mojito yep. could stay as long as long as you wanted him to all right, Jen, have a wonderful weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Peace out. Bye, mofos. Bye.